it's Sophia Franklin. You are listening to Sophia with an F, and the F is for phenomenal. (laughs) This podcast is rated F. The biggest sign that someone is gay, out of nowhere, just go to YouTube and type in the grinder notification. If he knows that sound, gay. Hot. Can you feel it, Sloots? The days are getting warmer and spring has officially sprung, which means spring break is here. Which, for the older folk, that basically means people are going outside, they're staying outside, and they are staying out way longer. But the thing is, who wants to deal with those post-party struggles? I know I don't. I mean, I quite literally and physically can't at this stage in my life. And that's where my spring break essential comes in, which is Taste Salute. Say goodbye to the Sunday Scaries with Taste Salute's hydrating drink mixes. Listen, I started my spring break a little bit early last weekend when my best friend Allie came to town And we had a night or two on the town. And how I felt, honestly, come Monday morning was better than any spring break party you can imagine. And that is a rare occurrence for me and has only started happening since I've started drinking Taste Salute religiously. Because unlike those big name brands we all know, Salud knocks it out of the park with their one-of-a-kind flavors. I'm drinking one right now. And no, it's not because I plan on drinking any kind of alcohol, but just because I'm trying to get hydrated and energized. I'm obviously drinking the horchata flavor, but you get to enjoy flavors like cucumber lime, hibiscus, and... They even have mocktails now. Say hello to Paloma and Strawberry Margarita. Filled with electrolytes and vitamins that support hydration and boost immunity with less sugar. I'm talking only one gram of sugar per stick. This is exactly what you need to get your Sunday fun day going, regardless of what the rest of the day entails. And here's the best part. They're sharing the love with all of my listeners. Enjoy 10% off your first purchase with the code SOFIA10 at checkout. That's S-O-F-I-A and the number 10 at TaySalude.com. Cheers to health this spring break season with TaySalude. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Sophia with an F. If you haven't already, subscribe. Please press that subscribe button. Trust me, you want to see what the two of us look like. Look real good. We look fabulous. <laughs> I'm not even wearing a bra. And my me tits neither. look incredible. <laughs> and Leo's not either. And our tits look fabulous. Leo, thank you so much for being here. I am with Leo Skeppy. Leo, I was watching all of your content. Your TikTok is so fucking funny. And how would you like describe your content for people? Mm. You're like, I don't, I don't don't fucking know. Don't put me in a box. (laughs) Don't put me in a box, bitch. I would say hilarious. You've lived a life. Are you 25? Yes. I was Googling your age all over the internet. Did you hire someone to like not have your age anywhere? No, because there's been articles, people say I'm 30, and people say I'm <laughs> five foot ten. I'm like, that's a sneak this. <laughs> no. I am so happy you brought that up. I literally have written in my notes. I have this written in my notes. Your bio says, oh wait, your bio has your age. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I'm a fucking idiot. You're Holy lucky. shit. You're lucky you're cute. But what I know, I know, right? The the fact that I have a podcast, I'm, I'm like one of those girls that should not be speaking, speak when spoken to, but you know what, whatever. I was looking at your TikTok and in your bio, you have six, seven. Mm-hmm. So 
I love that you do that, but why do you have your height in your bio? Like, why do guys do that? It's like half my personality. <laughs> like, why the hell? Like, okay, my attitude, like people assume I'm like 5'8", because no one like runs their <laughs> mouth like that unless they're like a little rat. So like you see guys online, they like have a lot of strong opinions and they're wrong usually. Mm-hmm. And they're like 5'8", five, 5'9". Five, so I'm like letting y'all know like, yeah, I'm funzy and I'm like this and I have a lot of strong opinions, but it's because I could back it up. That's a valid point. If you are under 5'10", you're lying. You're lying. Everything that comes out of your mouth is not real. (laughs) I mean, I completely agree with that. When I see a dude displaying his height in his bio, I read that as I'm hot as fuck and I have a big dick. But that's not why dudes Mm -hmm. do it. That too. Okay. (laughs) I was about to say, I don't know your dick sizes, but like that's how I interpret it. Okay. Yeah, just so you know. So you have a huge dick and <laughs> you have it literally displayed in your bio. Yeah. So yeah, huge dick is how I would describe you. <laughs> Six, seven, very attractive, very funny. You've lived kind of a crazy life, right? You are also super into fitness and kind of like a life coach vibe. Mm-hmm. Would you agree with that? Yeah. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but you agree? Put whatever you want in my mouth. <laughs> You cute. <laughs> I, I, Leo and I saw like saw each other outside of the studio t- today, and we just haven't stopped. <laughs> like it's been going nonstop. We were talking about how like we should never have to open a door. Like it's just it's great. People are like, "What are you talking no, about?" No, people think I gay bait. I'm like, no, girl, I'm gay. I just love women. <laughs> Wait, explain what that is again. What is like gay, gay baiting? It's like where a guy pretends to be gay online for, for attention. For attention or to get pussy? Both. Oh my God. So there's men out here pretending to be gay and then yeah. they're like, oh yeah, let's have a sleepover. And then wh- what do you say at that point? I don't know. It's not me. <laughs> <laughs> but a big thing that a lot of straight men do is like gay bait to get attention from like gay men. Cause like they're the ones that supply their only fans and like everything oh. that they're doing. So like male, any man like online shirtless mm-hmm. is getting more attention from gay men than women. Honestly, it's like not a bad play. I mean, I'm not mad at it. No, I'm not mad at it at all. (laughs) Make your money. Yeah. As someone who dated a guy that came out as gay and he was like the love of my life, love of my life. I dated him for two-ish years and I like kind of knew he was, which you, your podcast, you just released an episode and in the title it says signs that he's gay. Tell me the signs right now. I think women around the world are dying to know the answer to this. <laughs> no, they are dying to know because it fucked with me for a really long time. <laughs> I just have one question. Did he used to eat you out with his ass in the air? <laughs> <laughs> That's a telltale. <laughs> that is crazy. I don't know, but I thought you were going to say, did he eat you out? He did eat me out, but that's not a sign if someone's gay or not. No, but was he like arched about it? I don't, I don't <laughs> remember. <laughs> you said you had speculation, so what were they? He made out with my best friend, John, who's gay. So that was like... <laughs> that was <good. laughs> we were like all drunk at a party. It was in high school. So I kind of just thought... Like it was definitely a little bit of a red flag. Oh. But I was going to say, I don't know, like... Maybe he's experimenting. I'm not sure. I think it was that. I think it was the fact that every single person in my high school was telling me he was. And he was, like, too hot. When when dudes are just too hot, I assume gay. Like you. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so we're, if a dude is making out with your best friend who's gay, is that a, is that a sign? Okay, straight men are usually just going to be down for a peck. They're not going to go down for like a tongue flipping and all that. So Ooh. like if it's a makeout, red flag. They're usually like, okay, like they'll kiss. It's like a funny like haha bro thing. Like we kissed, we got drunk, whatever. Mm. They're not trying to like make out. Okay, that's such a good point. But the biggest sign that someone is gay, I always say is watch their eyes. Because your eyes never lie. So like if we're out at a restaurant and if you're wondering if I'm into dudes and a guy walks by, even if it's like, the quickest glance, people can't help but, like, pay attention to what they're into. So, like, it's just, like, the fastest little thing. But if a girl walks by and there's, like, nothing and then a guy walks by and it's, like, okay, okay, watch the eyes. People like to people watch. Hell, yeah. But I think the rule should be if he looks – if you guys are out, like, doing whatever, if you're, like, at dinner and he looks at 
three dudes in a row and doesn't look at one girl gay. Would you agree with that? Big. <laughs> I love saying just the most outlandish shit as a fact. There's like, <laughs> like three guys in a row. He's gay. It's done. No gay, discussion. <laughs> gay. Done. If you're under 5'10", you are a fucking liar. Yeah. That's what it comes down to. Okay, what are some other signs? If a guy is not like talking about girls a lot or talking about them in a sexual way, Mm. like that's kind of like a weird thing or like it's like oh i just really care about her as a person like guys just have that thing. like straight guys are like oh like she's hot look at the tits like they just like sexualize yes so like if a guy is way too respectful yeah about i just care about her no no straight dude cares about women period <laughs> <laughs> they just they don't you just hear with the fact, just making shit up and just, that's the truth. Like, I mean, straight men can care about you and like wish you well, but at the end of the day, they are dirty, disgusting boners all day long. <laughs> like they just want to fuck, you know, very yeah. animalistic. So I say like if they don't talk about girls in a sexual way or like if they're trying too hard to sexualize women, like to their friends, it's like, okay, we get it, girl. <laughs> like, You've been talking about her tits for 23 minutes. Oh like, my God. you're trying too hard. The best way to tell. Mm -hmm. Just out of nowhere, out of the blue, if we're hanging out, pull up your phone and just go to YouTube and type in the grinder notification and play it. And if he does this, gay. Caught. That, if he knows that sound, gay. That is such a good way to find out. Because it's going to be like a terrified, like when I was like straight, I used to mute all the sounds of grinder, so no one could hear it. So like if I heard it go off in public, I'd be like. <laughs> <laughs> so like if that's a, that's a test. There you go. Yeah, that is. Does he know the sound? That's it. That's it. Play the grinder sound. Like, bring. See, bring, <laughs> see how he reacts. And if he's fucking triggered and you see it in his face. Okay. If there's any type of like. Or like any reaction. Yeah. Like anyone that doesn't know it would just be like. That's so good. That's so good. So I love how you just casually say when I used to be straight. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> was that your sexuality or you knew that you were gay, but you were just kind of pretending to be straight? Uh, both. Okay. Like I, I knew, I, like I knew the way I felt and what I was into, but I was trying to convince myself that wasn't the truth. For yes. so long, like, I couldn't accept it. Totally. So I was just, like, ignoring it or going against it. And when did you decide to just, you were going to tell the world and just own it and be gay publicly out there in the world? To yourself, too. So when I accepted it in myself was, like, three years or, like, four years before I came out. Because, like, that was, that's oh. the first battle is, like, just accepting it first. Mm -hmm. And then I was, like, I'll never come out. I never thought I would come out, ever. Wow. So when I finally did, it was because I was dating someone. Okay. That was a guy. Got it. Do you remember how old you were? 21. 21. Oh, so it wasn't that long ago. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay, well, I'm very happy for you because I'm sure living, you know, that life where you just kind of are trying to, like, deny a part of yourself is really hard to, like, mm -hmm. walk around with. Okay, so you are Albanian, mm -hmm. which is it fair for me to say, and I don't even care if it's fair, Albanians are crazy. Yes or no? You're like, no. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm from Argentina, and I would say um, Argentinian people are fucking crazy. Anyone that is Latinx, anyone that is Russian, right? Eastern Europe, yep. those two <laughs> places I consider cuckoo kachoo. The thing about being crazy is, like, you're not crazy if you're aware what you're doing is, like, crazy. It's like, if you just yeah. think it's normal, that's what's crazy. Mm -hmm. So, like, the way that we all are and the way we operate, especially in relationships, like, very territorial and very, like, mm -hmm. everybody's like, oh, my God, you're psychotic, but we don't look at it as crazy. We don't look at it as weird. It's just how we are. Yeah. So, that's I, I get the stigma. It, there's, it's very true. Yeah. I mean, I can't, <laughs> I can't sit here and generalize an entire people because that, that, do you say we're you nuts. can? <laughs> we're nuts. <laughs> Like, literally, there was a TikTok clip. I was on the Zach Sang show, and he asked me about going through people's phones. Uh-huh. And I was like, 1,000% go through your partner's <gasps> phone. Don't be stupid. And you're then, one of those. You're down to yeah. go through the phone. And I was like, I even go through my friend's phones to see if they're talking shit. You're and lying right now. And everybody tried lying. to cancel me for it. I was like, what is wrong, y'all? What's wrong? Me pretending to touch my fake hair. Like, what happened? Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so you're telling me right now you will 
grab your friend's phone and what do you go to their text and type your name in and see where it pops up? Damn right. Shut up. There's no way. Have you ever got like gone on one of your friend's phones and found something? Not on a friend's phone. Okay. But my other friends, friends. all my friends, we'd be going through all each other's shit. But we. Yeah, or they're good at deleting. But no, I think for the average person, I would not think to myself, damn, Stephanie might be going through my phone. You know, like the average person is not thinking that their friend would go through their phone, you know? But also someone in our position, we have to watch our back more than like people who are not in the public eye. So we do need to be assessing and checking everything. That's true. Let me not push my paranoia onto you, but. I know, now I'm freaking the fuck out. Wait till we get close. Give me that phone. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, and what about when you're in a relationship, you think check their phone whenever the fuck you feel like it? Not really whenever I feel like it. I'm going to give you like a month before I even go into it. Oh, okay, so you're not doing it on the first date. No. Okay, rational. That's weird. You are, that's that's crazy. (laughs) Coming from the girl who legitimately, I'm not joking, I have asked the last three dudes I've dated for their bank account info on the first date. Like the login? Yeah. I, I'm actually going to pull up this text. Let me I see the made, bank account. No, right? <laughs> Here, I'm going to pull up this text. This is a guy. I know you talk to rich men too. Yeah. Do a little transfer for us. Come on. Best friend tag. Give me some. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. This guy I met like last month and he's younger. So, but this is how much he has in his account. He's 27 and has that much in his account. Yes, I screenshotted it and sent it to myself. Do you think that's crazy or no? That I do that? I feel like you have more than that in your account, so. No, that's his account. I know. That's- <laughs> <laughs> but like, what is your intention behind? Okay, so you're disturbed by the number you just saw. Yeah, I'm like, mm. <laughs> I need that. Like, to- <laughs> it's a lot, but like, it's Sophia fucking Franklin. I I totally, (laughs) I totally agree. But I don't think it's weird to ask for that kind of information on a first date. No, but that's the thing is I don't judge people's actions. I look at the intention behind it. So like, why do you ask for that? Because I only want to date a wealthy guy that has money. Valid. So you're getting straight to the point. Yeah, I'm not. But I think why it's actually, I fully support all sugar babies around the world. But I think, you know, I have a job. I'm very successful. So I think I have every fucking right to be like, hi, are we on the same level or am I wasting my time? Yeah. People can talk all they want. Yeah. Oh. People can look like they got money. and They got credit card debt. (laughs) (laughs) Especially if they're under 5'10". Like, if they're under 5'10", you need to ask for receipts, people. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. But I do that, and if they don't show me, I'll still go on like a second, third date, but I need to know at a certain point. A lot of people think that's just crazy of me to do. I don't think it's that crazy. Also, I'm 30. I'm not really trying to just date and fuck around. Mm -hmm. The next dude I'm with, I don't even need to marry him, Leo. I just want him to impregnate me, because I I do want kids. Oh my God, please. Because I'm I'm over. I'm so over all of the dudes. We would have an insanely hot kid, but it would be fucking psycho. Oh my God. Albanian, Argentinian. Both parents with a podcast. Oh, that kid would be in juvie, like in jail, in legal trouble, constantly, always getting arrested. I've been arrested three times, by the way. I know. Oh, you do? Have you ever? I've been arrested. I haven't been booked. So like they've taken me to the station. I'm like, girl, come on. We're doing a field trip. (laughs) (laughs) And did they just let you go? So they just let you go? Yeah. Like when I was in high school, I used to fight a lot. So like they would do like the whole scare tactic. I'm like, are you booking me or not? 
And you were like, this isn't working. Yeah. Okay. So the police cannot intimidate this man. I actually have your mugshot shirt. Stop. <laughs> Dead ass. <Wait>, stop. <laughs> stop. I'm going to yes. cry right now. No way. I do. Okay. My sister got it for me like a while ago. So I love your sister. How old is she? 26. Why was she giving it away? Just kidding. <laughs> no, she bought it for me because I was oh, like. Oh, that is so, I'm just totally kidding. That is so fucking sweet. Okay, we are, no, for real, we're hanging out after this. Well, I have a recording, but we are going to hang out. I leave tomorrow, but I know, isn't that so sad? That's fucked up. How are you going to come and get me attached to you and then just leave me? I know, day? but I'm getting on a red eye flight. So let's go lay by the pool tomorrow. And okay, have perfect. like margaritas. Because okay. I did offer him a white claw and he gave me a disgusted look and said I was trash. <laughs> Trying to make me fat, bitch. No. <laughs> um, can we talk about that? Well, yeah. okay. I'm like jumping all over the place. We are going to talk about what makes you fat slash what makes you. Bitch. <laughs> 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 Uh, why am I not? He said it. <laughs> no, that was just funny. <laughs> Title of this episode. What makes you fat? <laughs> what makes you fat? <laughs> Everybody says I'm fat phobic already. And I'm like, girl, no, I used to be fat. No. You used to be fat? Yeah, I was a fat little shit when I was a kid. Okay. When Did you just get really tall and grow out of it? No, I got tall and got fat. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. Like, I had to like, lose it all. <laughs> so how did you take care of that? The fat thing. <laughs> not the not Like it's an STD. How did you take care of that? <laughs> I can't, I can't wait to cut half of this. <laughs> no. I mean, are we not allowed to say the word fat anymore? We are. Yes, I we say are. It. It's it's okay. What am I supposed to sit here and say, um, okay, so when you were younger, you were curvaceous. Plus Girl. size? What am I going to say? Oh, when you were little, you were plus size? How, how did you grow out of being plus size? People are mad about plus size, so people have started saying extended size now. No. <laughs> nope. No. Like the little submarine. They call it a submersible. Bitch, what? I, <laughs> I'm, okay, so it's extended size? Something like that. I'm like, what is it, an extendo clip on a gun? Why are you calling people <laughs> extended size? That, that, is, that sounds like some Harry Potter shit. <laughs> extendo Patronum. <laughs> extendo size. Okay, so I'm not going to say that, but how did you slim down? So you want like my journey or like tips for people? I, I kind of want tips for people. Okay, so the first thing that I did was very helpful is just start looking at the nutrition label on food. Like just becoming aware of like how many calories are in things and how big is a serving size. Because my fat ass used to eat two packs of ramen noodles. There's two servings Babe, in one I pack. I do that. There's two servings in one pack. Shut. So no. that's four servings There's that I used to eat. Are, who the fuck is going to tell ramen noodle? Those, that is not two servings. It is. Okay. So you used to have four servings technically of ramen noodles yeah and that was like oh like a little snack i didn't realize oh that was a snack that was yeah. just to hold you over till <laughs> till breakfast lunch dinner yeah i okay i feel that but that's the biggest thing is like just becoming aware of what is actually in what you're eating and what is the proper serving size because yeah. like you'll be shocked when you I, just start looking i'm shocked right now yeah over the ramen noodle shit see i don't i don't want to know i don't want to know serving sizes I <laughs> You said give me a tip. I I don't. I want to stay Delulu. I don't want any. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? You could just sit there. I'm gonna take this one over okay. because I really talk about fitness all the Tell time. Tell people how you get skinny. Oh, zimping. <laughs> <laughs> everyone. Everyone right now. Am I on it? No. Oh. I heard it has horrible side effects. But I, you know what? I've always been slim, but I've gotten very, very skinny in the last few years. I don't know why. I think it stemmed from serious stress and depression. Mm -hmm. But then I got out of that. But, you know, the weight stayed off. You look like, I've followed you forever, bitch. So, like, <laughs> I've seen you, like, I saw the, we were, we lived, like, parallel lives for a second. Stop. Because I, when I was with my sugar daddy, you went to Bora Bora. Two weeks later, I was in Bora <laughs> Up. Yes. <laughs> like we had parallel lives. And then like the whole falling out with like the mm -hmm. show and shit is when I left my ex. We was both heartbroken. I was listening to your podcast. We was crying together. Oh. Like we were parallel lived for a minute. 
legitimately. Mm -hmm. Wow. So we were like, at, like at Bora Bora <laughs> within the same two weeks on top of the world and Literally. then depressed as fuck at the same time. Mm -hmm. Like had you farted when you left Bora Bora to, like Bora Bora I would have smelt it. <laughs> like when I landed. That is so fucking funny. I, but now we're out of it. Look at us now. Yeah. Would you say you're out of it? Oh, hell yeah. What's another tip? The next one is, okay, so like we all get it's a calories in, calories out thing. So, like, if you look at losing weight as a numbers game, which it is, mm -hmm. just look at it like if you go over, you're gaining weight. If you go under, you're losing weight. But I look at it like spending money. So, like, if I have 2,000 calories of, like, food I can eat, I look at it like I have $2,000 to spend. And if a Snickers bar is $200, I only have 2,000, it helps me, like, do that. But that also weirdly, like, flipped my relationship with money. Like I got better with spending habits and also with eating habits at once. Wow. Like that's a big one people don't talk about. Okay, so look at your calorie intake, like a spending account, mm -hmm. budget your calorie intake. I think that's so smart. How can I be skinny if I wanna drink all day? It's a calories thing. Really? Yeah, okay, so a lot of people don't know this. There's 100 calories in each shot of liquor. Okay. So like one shot of tequila is 100 calories. You throw it back. We take like six to eight a night, right? Uh, I mean, not every night. I know the way I'm like talking about drinking, I'm like all day. Like <laughs> what about the people that want to drink all day long? <laughs> so like it's 100 calories in one shot. Then people, like I always say, get sugar-free, get diet, get nothing, or just do a shot and like cry. But like if you put Coke into it, now it's 200 calories for one drink. People don't understand the amount of calories that are in it. So, like, if you go out and you have five shots, that's 500 calories. If you spend your 2,000 calories you have for the day and then you go drink on top of it, that's 500 more you're going to gain weight. So, like, it's just a matter because I still drank and lost weight and I still drank. I was fucked up last night <sighs> and the night before. It's so, like, so fun. I still drink, but it's like you have to understand how much you're going to drink. So I'll budget, like, if I want five shots – I'll eat 500 calories less than what I usually would so that it just caps me out at maintenance. Okay. So I'm not gaining weight. Like you have to be strategic. Yeah. And watch your mouth. Literally everybody watch your mouth when you're drunk. Don't eat bad shit. And the whole <laughs> thing about- meant, Like don't be like talking shit or like something like that. Like, like watch your mouth. Watch what you put in it. Okay. Because <laughs> people are like, oh, get a burger, get some greasy shit. No. No. Don't. And we're going to just move right along. <laughs> so- um, were you born in the U.S.? <laughs> transition. Yes, yes. You were. Mm -hmm. Both of your parents were Albanian or are? So my dad is and my mom is not. Growing up, were they, was he super uh, into Albanian culture and you kind of grew up with that or more Americanized? It was more Albanian culture. Got but it. my mom moved in with my dad when she was 16 and moved in with his family. So she was raised oh. like an Albanian girl. So like I'm half white, but like it was raised like fully Albanian. Okay, got it. Very attractive people, I have to say. The women, yes. The men. I was, oh, I was talking about the men. <laughs> the Albanian men, they got that fucking nose. Wait, really? <laughs> uh, really? Because uh, my doorman who I have the biggest crush on in the whole world, I really hope he doesn't hear this because I know he listens to the podcast and that'd be really fucking awkward, <laughs> is the hottest dude ever. Is he Albanian? He's Albanian, but that is also why I was like, okay, like there's a little spice. There's like a little spice to Albanians because when I moved into my apartment in New York, when I moved back, I had a party. And basically, within the first week of moving into my apartment, basically 90% of the people at this party, I had no clue who they were. No idea. At your place? Yes. I invited a few of my close friends and I was like, fuck it, invite whoever you want. And it turned into a rager. And this guy who is now my friend, kind of, he parked his car just in front. There's like a, it kind of looks like a valet. Could I sound more obnoxious? I have valet too. Okay. I don't even have a fucking car. I'm not trying to flex right now. I'm trying to explain my building. There is a section in front of it that's a valet. Okay, he parked. What he happened? Just par he just parked his fucking car. Me? <laughs> <laughs> 
You park your shit on the sidewalk. I already know. Up on the bitch. And you just do not. There's care. no parking here. I go. I make it. <laughs> I'm like I'll go here. <laughs> you make it work. Mm -hmm. Um. So he parks, and they start calling me. And I just moved in, right? I don't want to be on their shit list already. They're calling me, saying he needs to move his car. He goes down there. He threatens to stab my doorman. He was wearing a chain. He pulls off the bottom of it. It turns into a knife. Threatens to stab my doorman. By the way, had been living there for four days. But my doorman, the sexy Albanian, uh, throws up the Albanian gang sign. Which now I know oh, what it shit. is. Which now I know what it is. Oh, God. Because he showed me. Uh, he throws it up and says, I'm fucking Albanian and I will fucking kill you. And so that's that story. What'd the guy do? What? They put his little chain knife away. Yeah, I, I, think he, I think he went home. Was he Albanian too or not? No, he was not. <sighs> is he cute? Would you not date an Albanian? I would. Okay, so. We'll just both be in jail. <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay, so let's not do that. Argentinian people cannot date Albanians. Argentinians <laughs> cannot date Argentinians. Like, it's just you can't. It's simple math. You can't do it. It's just mm -mm. you can't. You can't well, we always like two. Every single Albanian, we always got something on us. What does that mean? Like some kind of protection. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Period. We don't even need to get into the details, but just know that. Yeah. Argentinians, I wouldn't say, are, are that same vibe. But they're just not well in the head, any okay. of them. No yeah. one in my family, none of them never, ever, ever feel safe around an Argentinian person or, or an Albanian. Okay, great. Or someone under 5'10". Love it. <laughs> Let's move on. You're like, bitch, I'm not going down on this sinking ship no, with it's you, like goodbye. People that are so sensitive about words, mm -hmm. like clearly you haven't been through enough. If you're that fucked up over a little word, yes. like when people say the word faggot, okay? Mm, I could never, but okay, but because you're gay. <laughs> you can have a pass. Because you're gay. Right. I mean, that completely changes it. But like when people say it, I'm not like super offended. You're not? No. Mm. It's like if you call me that in a derogatory way, I'm probably gonna hit you. But like, if you are just like throwing it around and something's funny, it's like, oh, a little faggot or something like that. I'd be like, eh, if I'd be your, throwing it around. Okay, so if it's your friend, it's yeah, whatever. What about, cause I, so my best, best friend in New York, John, he's been on uh, multiple episodes. People, my OG listeners know him. I will feel like I need to say my gay best friend when I'm describing him to someone. And I've heard that that really bothers people too. I honestly think it bothers him. Would that bother you? Okay, so my whole thing behind this is like, when people introduce me or I'm meeting someone, my sexuality is kind of my business mm -hmm. and I'm a chameleon with it. So like, if I want someone to know, I will let you know. But if I don't want you to know, I'm not gonna like, just out with it. Like when you go in certain social situations, people do treat you different if you're gay. Yeah. So if I feel it's uncomfortable or it's a lot of like straight men around, I'm not putting that out there. Yeah. If I want to, I will. If But when people just walk in, oh, this is my gay best friend. Fuck. Like you just blew my cover. It's kind of a crazy concept, really. Yeah. But a lot of people, it's like if you walk in with makeup and shit, they know. Yes. But like someone like me, it doesn't piss me off or make me mad. I'm just like, okay, I can't navigate the room the way I wanted to. That is a very valid point. I, it's kind of crazy to think about it. You're basically saying someone's sexuality in front of their fucking name before they even show up somewhere. Mm -hmm. That's that's kind of outlandish. But I know a lot of girls do it, like especially my friends, they'll do it when like a guy they're interested in is around or something like that. Because you see me walk in fee fi fo fum uh, with yeah. your girl. Every man is like, I, I'm gonna, what the fuck are you doing? And you are fully cheating on me Literally. for sure. I've fucked up so many relationships between my friends because they don't believe that I'm gay. Okay. I'm like, do I need to fuck you so you believe me? This, <laughs> this is the thing. <laughs> this is the thing about that. It doesn't matter, you know, what kind of gay you are. Every dude that I have dated, 
every single one of them has gotten extremely jealous over um, my relationship with John Like the Bible, shout out. <laughs> and John Like the Bible. John Like the Bible, bitch. And I thought it was just like an insecurity. Like they can't honestly believe I'm fucking him. Or do straight dudes actually think that's what's going down? <laughs> I'm talking to you like you're straight. I mean, maybe you know. I I feel like there's a lot of reasons, but I think just the way that I am, you'll get this culturally. Okay. Like if, if I was straight and we're dating, any other man, I don't care who it is, being around you is going to mm -hmm. make me a little like on edge or on guard or something like that. I don't know what it is, but it's like even if I'm dating a dude and I'm gay, like I'm dating my little boyfriend, whatever, and there's any other guy around him, I'm still just going to be on guard. True. Like straight or not. If I'm dating a guy, I don't want him around women, lesbian or straight. Mm -hmm. I don't want him around gay men. I don't want him around. Don't talk to nobody but me. Actually. <laughs> but no, but I, I feel that. I totally feel that. I get that. But it's not that I don't want you to hang out with these people and be around these people. It's just I'm just going to be a little bit more on edge. So mm -hmm. I'd prefer like we limit those interactions. Yeah. I think that's like- We're going to get canceled. I'm like, crazy. I, I will absolutely edit this. And I hope this footage goes nowhere but my inbox. <laughs> I'm giving this high high. <laughs> <laughs> everyone, everyone in the studio just picked up their drink and took a sip out of it. We're going to get deep. We're, we're going to do a crazy segue right now. You put out this YouTube video and you talked about- Trigger warning. This is this episode is gonna be called trigger warning. Perfect. I, I should have already said it 58 <laughs> times, but here I go. You put out this YouTube video talking about suicide mm -hmm. and trauma. And there's this quote, and it's so profound. I'm gonna read it. Of mine? Yes. You are a very Aristotle over here. Relax. Okay. You said the only reason you haven't acted on it yet, and this is in reference to suicide, the only reason you haven't acted on it yet, if you've been thinking about it, is because a part of you so desperately wants to live. Mm -hmm. Chills, I think that is such an interesting, you know, way to think about it. I think we should first uh, discuss the difference between suicidal ideation and wanting to commit. I mean, what is suicidal ideation? Like, how would you describe it for people? Ideation is like the thoughts are there, but yeah. there's no like intent or like forward moving action with it. Like they're just thoughts are just present. This is like my opinion. Mm -hmm. I don't know like a technical term. Yeah. But like ideation is like the thoughts are running around in your head. And then, tendencies are like actions to me. I think, yes. But I mean, that's how I think of it too. And why did you decide to put out that YouTube video and be so public about it? Because when I was going through that period, like all the things I talked about in that video, it's age restricted, it's demonetized. Like you, I didn't care because I was like, this just needs to be out. But like I talked about real. Oh, like, I watched it. I talked about some fucked up shit, like where you actually get mentally. And I found it to be so refreshing and I know I don't want that to sound weird you know you talking about the darkest time in your life is like, I want to kill myself too so. no. <laughs> but you've but, hit those points but someone to talk about it in such a vivid real genuine detailed way because there's there's shame around it mm -hmm. people don't want to admit that they're feeling sad we're always trying to you know make everyone think like we are the happiest person ever it's fucking exhausting and, you know, I, I just admire you for that. Thank you. But in the video, yeah, you talk about it in a very real way. You were in a very dark place in your life. And I think a lot of people have been there or maybe will be or are in it right now. And what got you out of it? Like, how did you, like, crawl yourself out of that hole? So I want to hit the question you said first about, like, why did I post it? Okay. And it's because when I was going through that, I felt like I could relate to no one about the way that I felt. 
I felt like no one got it. When you look online, nothing even touches the way I was truly feeling. So I wanted to post a video and show like the truth of it. Cause like everyone that's watched that has been like, thank you. Mm -hmm. Cause like, that's the first piece of content online that like describes the way you feel so accurately. Cause I, I know, cause I was there. Yeah. <laughs> but people love it, but that's why I posted it. But what got me out was kind of like if you watched it, like the end part where I felt like going through what I went through that got me to that point. I was hunting for answers and looking for the help that I needed and no one could help me. Like I would go to therapists, counselors, they'd look at me and be like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, I can't help you. Sorry. Like I couldn't therapist find help Therapists would anywhere. tell you that? Yeah. They were like, like, I can't. Like the session's over by. They literally be like, is there anything else you want to talk about? Or like, what can we do? Because I don't know how to help you with these different areas. And it's like, I would throw what I was going through at the time with my ex and then what I was feeling and then what's going on with my career and like how my life was being destroyed. How do I cope with it? They couldn't tell me how to handle any of it. They're like, I don't know. Like I okay. wouldn't know where to begin. Cause like you tell me how to handle one thing and it contradicts the other or it makes it worse. Like you, there's no one that could juggle it all. Yeah. So like I couldn't find... The answers. So I just had to live through it. That, and, like, and that's terrifying when you feel hopeless to mm -hmm. go to, you know, a professional or someone that you think will be able to help you and they can't. Yeah. But I, I totally understand. But no one being able to help or like give me any insight, like just by living through it and being in that day to day, like I learned how to like help myself and I learned like all the answers I needed basically by going through it and then the thing that like got me out of it was like I was learning things that made it better and I was like okay I still just felt too damaged like I felt too fucked up mm. I was like there's no point and like continuing forward like I understand now how to fix it and I understand like the true impact of like what's been done to me mm. and like where I'm at mentally it's like when something's burnt to ash just leave it like why are you gonna try and rebuild it that's how I felt I was like I'm too far gone I know how to do it but like yep. there's no point. Yeah. And then I like had this night where I was like gonna do it. And I felt like so guilty because I was like, I now have all the answers I couldn't find. How like fucked up is that for me to just die with it in me? Like I felt this guilt for not sharing it. Like if I'm too far gone, I can at least help people before they get to that point. And then by sharing it, it like healed me. I love that. In a weird way. I, I don't think it's weird at all. I think I was watching it and I felt emotional. How did you find the answers? Because I remember when I was watching the video, you basically got to a point where you had decided that you were gonna end your life. Mm -hmm. It was decided and you were just kind of going through the motions, right? Mm -hmm. How did you find the answers as you say it? So everything that you see and like you try and read or like everything therapists tell you, it's like, it seems like it makes sense. But when you try to apply everything everyone's told you to what you're going through and it doesn't work, it makes sense that it doesn't work. That's not the answer. It doesn't mean you're helpless. It means turn in a new direction. Look for a new thought process. Look for a new perspective. Wow, Look for a new good. anything. Like if you are analyzing a situation and you see like no way out, there is a way out. You're just not seeing it. Yeah. And it's like people get caught because they'll like, I wish I could give you an example. It's like a big thing that I dealt with was feeling betrayed by so many people in my life. And like I had that perspective of like just looking at it like people betrayed me until I revisited situations where I felt betrayed and looked at it from the opposite perspective. How might their intention not have been to hurt me? I mm. opened up to the world of like so many people weren't actually intentionally hurting me. That's just how I perceived it. And it sets you free from that pain. But then you have that guilt of like you thought it was a betrayal. But like it wasn't and you cut this person off or you hurt this person back. But like just the whole point about revisiting experiences, seeing a new perspective, it like it's like all the pain kind of like pops off. Mm -hmm. And it's like it just starts unfolding the more you do it. Like the more you revisit, the more perspectives you see, 
Yeah. It's just kind of like all the pain and all the things that led you to that dark point. You, it's like when you turn around and face them all, like how you got there. It makes sense. Like if you're suicidal, mm -hmm. it makes sense why you feel suicidal. And that's one thing people don't say. Like it makes total sense why you would want to like opt out of the pressure you're under and the pain you're in. Makes total sense. Now let's look back on what happened to get you here. And then you revisit the meanings behind each thing and your perspective on each thing. And it like pops like all the pain off of each thing. And then you turn back around and you're like, whoa, like life's different. That was fucking good. That is, you know, I think a lot of people, I know me, trauma, you know, from my past, I spent a long time pretending it wasn't there and being unhappy and not knowing why because it was, because it's painful. Mm -hmm. It's painful to sit there and think about and work through all of the things that have happened that have caused you pain. And so I would just try to shut it off. The thing is, is you can't heal that way. I mean, mm -hmm. in, in a way you can, it can be like a defense mechanism, right? And it protects you. But at a certain point, you have to face it and work through it in whatever way that is. But there was another thing that you said that just hit home. You said that trauma will continually show up. It doesn't just go away. Mm -mm. Am I butchering what you said? But it was that was kind of what you were getting across. Yes. Like it'll revisit you. I will sometimes have past trauma creep up and I get very frustrated and angry at myself because I think, how the fuck are you not over it already? Why are you still like, it's time to move the fuck on and I get upset. What are some things that happen that you tell yourself, this means you haven't moved on? Just that someone said something or I saw something that triggered the trauma, made me think about it, and I get sad or it offends me and puts me back in that place a little bit or makes me extremely self-doubtful, self-critical. Was that your question? <laughs> kind I of, yeah, that, that is. That makes me upset because mm -hmm. I think to myself, how how long are you going to let this it doesn't dictate my life but how long are you going to let it creep in in any way that it does and if that wasn't english i will absolutely there's two it. things i kind of want to point out okay so like one is like how to stop doing that but also you getting mad at yourself when something hurts you is kind of like a control tactic because if things just happen in life and you can't control them. When you get hurt by it, if you say, this shouldn't hurt you, you have to stop letting this hurt you. It gives you a sense of control. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes, yes. So like everybody's yes. always looking for control in things. So like that's just one thing I just wanted to say. But the way that I kind of like look at trauma revisiting you, it's not that. It doesn't mean you aren't over it. It doesn't mean you haven't healed. It doesn't mean that you're immature or you're dumb or like you're weak. I look at it as a chance to learn something more about it. So like when you experience a certain trauma in your life, you're like walking down this path, you can't go back. So like if you hit it at this point and you keep walking and then something else happens that makes you feel the same way again, it's not your first time experiencing it. It's a whole new situation. You're, you, you have a chance basically to get so much more awareness about this and to heal even further. Basically, the trauma that happened to you has now kind of set up this framework for how you're going to interpret and take things in mm -hmm. in the future. So there's no reason for me to get upset, right? That like something triggers me. It makes sense why you get upset though. Yeah. But no, I think that's such a good point. You're saying it's a completely different situation, yeah. but something that has happened to me in the past. So I'm going to take that situation in a different way than I would have if 
I didn't experience that trauma. Does that make sense? I get what you're saying. It's not like, like when you have the experience the first time, I want you to realize like you learned a lot from it. And then when you move forward again and you have a situation happen, a different situation, or it could be the exact same, which is a different circumstance. It is not the same experience. It's the same feeling. Yes. And it's like you're getting a, another chance to like learn something else about it. But like the first time you learn, like the first time you experienced it, you learned everything about it. It's like you're more equipped and you're actually a lot stronger and smarter the second time you face it. It's just building your skills and your ability to handle things with that same kind of feeling state. Like you look at it as an opportunity and not a setback because it's you're walking forward. You can't go back. It's not the same thing. I love you. I, re I really do love you. I'm like, <laughs> I'm am taking that with me. And there is no reason if I feel triggered that I should look at it. I make matters worse by beating myself up over it when it's a learning experience. Yeah. If you're triggered by something, look at how it makes sense that this would bother you. Yeah. Thank like you. when someone says something, it's normal to get upset when someone like just attacks you. Yeah. So like is you're attacking yourself for having a very normal reaction. I know. I know. Well, thank you for the therapy session for me. Call me anytime. <laughs> I, but I do. I think, you know, a lot of people, almost everyone has past trauma. Everyone does. So I think a lot of people can relate to that. And thank mm -hmm. you for sharing. See, you guys thought that we were just cute and dumb. hot, <laughs> like surface level, no substance, ignorant hoes. But look at us. Just saying. Oh, that's too far. <laughs> <laughs> we might surprise you. And I think we just did. Uh, Leo, Leo, Leo. Did you buy your Kelly's? My my Kelly bag, I bought my Kelly. I didn't buy the Birkin or my Chanel's. You shouldn't have to buy them. I shouldn't have to. I'm pissed. I bought that Kelly. It's cute I'm though. gonna I'm gonna make the next guy date buy it back. <laughs> I'm gonna make him buy it from me, <laughs> wrap it up, and present it to me. I swear to God. <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> Okay, let me just come down back to planet Earth. Leo, thank you so much for coming on. You are as gorgeous as you are intelligent, insightful, and hilarious. Thank you. Where can everyone find you and listen to you? Okay, so my podcast is called Aware and Aggravated. I have video versions on YouTube, and then the audio is on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. TikTok, I just be posting funny shit on there. But my TikTok <laughs> is Leo Skeppy. My Instagram is the Leo Skeppy. And then I just joined Snapchat because they finna run me a fucking bag. Snapchat's so Leo the Skeppy. best. I only <laughs> post on Snapchat now. I love it. And it's just, it's so, Instagram, it's you have to be curated and cute and Snapchat, I will, post. I'll post my <laughs> pussy on there. <laughs> okay, Leo. I'll post I, mine too then. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Leo. Um, Sleuths, thank you so much for listening. I love you guys and I'll be back next week. Bye.